How's your night going? Mine? Yep. You. Yeah. All right. We just had Chinese food. Ooh, nice. We're getting that too. Racist. Nice. It's, just, it's just called food. <laughs> Only when you're in China. When you're in China, you fucking asshole. Welcome to well-being. Don't let them tell you you need to change. Just because you feel a little strange. Theo, I'm a I'm an editor, I'm a director, and I'm an artist. I'm Josh. I'm uh, I don't know, like a graphic graphic thing, graphic person. Graphic you are person. graphics. No, yeah, I'm graphics. And the dog just came in and took more of the cat's food. You know what? That's mean. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm a writer. Producer and creator, and uh, I don't know if my dog's eating my other dog's food. Probably <laughs> is knowing knowing dog personalities. <laughs> yeah, they just be stealing the food all the time. Also, I just I have to note because this obviously you know, this is an audio medium, not a visual medium. But I'm looking at <clears throat> I'm looking at Theo's camera here, and your camera just looks foggy, like you're just hotboxing yourself completely. Yeah. This camera's terrible. Oh, yeah, you should use your thumb to kind of help. It's greasy. Thumb. I don't, yeah, well, it's better than nothing. I just have fucking J.J. Abram fucking light spills everywhere. That's true. It's very cinematic. Ah, let's try this. We're going to we're gonna clean. This is behind the scenes. We're cleaning the Behind lens. the scenes. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, so clean. Behind the lens. It did a little something. It was a little it's better. Weird. That's yeah, better than your in, or thumb index or thumb. Yeah, true. Imprint. One day I'll mm-hmm. get my iPad and I'll have that that Showtime or whatever the fuck it is where it follows you. Have you seen that? Like someone on a video with with that? Oh yeah, yeah I've the seen camera. That. It looks so bizarre. I hate that. It's it honestly weirds me out. Yeah, I get motion sickness. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's not like it's, it's just like. Well, like if I'm moving. I'm trying. I'm probably trying to move out of the frame to some degree. I'm try. I'm trying to move. Like I don't want you to follow me. And now the camera's just like, wah, wah, yeah, moving, moving. Oh, oh, I could do that with the the effect of my voice. Wah, yeah. See, sounds like a robotic duck who's just like moving around. Good. That's that's what it should have sounded like. That's how that's how that sounds like. It's pretty fair. I give you that. Uh, cameras and shit man well at least like you know we're not at the point where we're giving people uh cameras and shit uh i mean uh video feed of well-being it's true we're not there yet it's not a youtube component Mm -hmm. um so how's everyone doing today or this week i'm hot it is fucking hot. I'm fucking high. It's 100, 116 today. Really? Yeah. It's hot. Um, we had our hottest day at 110. Damn. Um, yeah, that was like Monday, I want to say. I think so. Our hottest day was, I think our hottest day was yesterday. It was like 118. Ugh, miserable dude <laughs> why even go outside then yeah it's like why even be in arizona it's just too fucking hot it is yeah it's a short weather what? all the time what makes it worse is the last couple of years have actually been beautiful summers last last year was a I really can, i can see how that's summer. worse well yeah and then you just you're not used to the heat anymore and then all of a sudden, you're fucking reminded that you live in the fucking desert, and it's like, oh shit, that's right, this sucks. Like, the cactus gives it away too. <laughs> in the desert, Only you the know, cactus. on when it's nice out though, like they don't really look like cactus; they look more like trees. Like they're they just turn into like you know, good weather mirages, and it's like, oh, this is fine, this is normal. It's only when it's super hot. 
are you reminded that you basically live in like the Peanuts episode where his fucking cousin is just there with sunglasses on because the fucking weather's so hot. I don't remember his damn name. I was gonna say Joe Cool, but no, that's just Snoopy. That's just Snoopy. Yeah. yeah, he just has sunglasses, Snoopy. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his cousin's name. I'm not that old. Yeah, I wasn't like a, I'm not like a big peanuts head, so I'm not like. Also, if you say peanuts head really fast, it almost sounds like penis head. <laughs> you say it ten times fast though. <laughs> and he's just shaking his head. He's like, "Why the fuck do I record with these guys?" Oh man, good shit. Um, so. Let's get on to some sparks of inspiration. Mm, who's going first? I got one. I'm ready. Okay, you guys don't look like you're ready. Go ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead. All right, so there's this short that came out. I saw, like, <clears throat> fan art for it here and there online and some other artists talking about it. And then I finally, like, was just like, you know what? I should just watch it. It's, like, 10 minutes long called Punch Punch Forever. And it's drawn like old Dragon Ball and um, like Ranma Half, you know, that sort of, what is that era? Like 80s anime, I would say. Yeah, it's like mid to late 80s. But it's like, it's really funny. It's fast paced. It's about this little girl who's uh, half demon. And there's like a world championship fighting tournament that happens and she wants to be the strongest fighter. And you know what? She kicks some fucking ass. And it was it was really well done. They kind of did a lot of mixed media and stuff like that. And they had like those interstitials like that old uh, animes used to have, you know, where would play like the song and then to play it backwards or whatever. And then have like two drawn cards or whatever in between. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> Andy doesn't. No, I don't. If it's, if it's not Sailor Moon, I don't know what you're talking about. Sailor Moon had Sailor it. Moon had them, yeah. So they so would, like, um, right I guess I know what you're talking about then. Yeah, right before the commercial unaware. breaks. Yeah, yeah, before the commercial breaks, they would actually play them. And then it was kind of the halfway point, just to let you know, hey, the episode's halfway done. So. Yeah. And then it'd come back from commercial and be like, dun, 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 dun. Or something. Yep. I don't know. I something, like that. <laughs> something like that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of animes used to do that. And um, yeah. so this is just a love letter to a bunch of just different animes and 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 mediums. So I just recommend it. it's like not even ten minutes. It's like nine nine and a half minutes. Punch yeah. punch it was forever. Really good. Yeah, you said you it to me. It was it was really good. Yeah. I actually the the best part was the mixed media. I. The animation was funny, but it was also still just a little too, like, web cartoony for me. I think if they had leaned more into the 80s anime of it and less into the I'm a fucking Newgrounds short aspect of it, I think I would have liked it more. Because when they did lean into the anime, like, mixed media part of it, it was fantastic. Yeah. Like, really good. But, yeah, that's just my opinion. One of my favorite gags is like she gets hit and then it cuts to like a mannequin being thrown, but it's like an animated mannequin and like she Mm -hmm. falls to pieces and then she like pops up in front of the screen. It's weird. It plays like it's really playing with itself. It's Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's really interesting. I love it. I'm going to show show the wife it uh, probably tonight. Nice. Going next. Uh, I guess I go. Um, mm-hmm. I guess a little spark of inspiration, not too big, was uh, over the weekend I saw the n- newest Mission Impossible. It was pretty cool, except that it's doing the whole new thing of leave it for another movie to come out. So then oh. it just kind of feels like a super cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, oh, I'll just build up. And then you just figure once it goes back to the second one, they have more build up again. So I'm just like wasting a lot. Of oh time. yeah, because this is a trilogy, right? Did they no, say this is just a two parter? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, just two parts. Yeah, this yeah. is the. So suppose it was initially supposedly going to be the last two Mission Impossible movies, 
But then Tom Cruise saw that Harrison Ford was still making Indiana Jones movies at age 81, and he was, like, jealous, and he's just like, well, I'm going to keep making Mission Impossible movies till I'm 80, just like Harrison Ford. It's like, why? Did, did, he, did Harrison Ford do a good job or something? Did you, yeah. did you like that? And then Harrison Ford's just like... Mm-hmm. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I take my gun and uh, <laughs> <laughs> crash my plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what? What'd you get out of the Mission Impossible? Excuse me. Uh, a lot of running. There's some cool action sequences. Uh, the biggest one I felt was more they took from Uncharted. Where oh, the train, the train. Yeah, it I keeps cut off, and then they have to keep going to the next caboose, and it kept falling. And I well, was like, "All right, I'm kind of fucking tired of this gag." The game director came out and was just like, "You know what? Greatest form of flattery is is you know homaging or whatever. You know that that whole trope." So it's um, true, though. Yeah, well, it was, I thought that was so good. I liked uh, Simon Simon Pegg in it. He was good. Ming Rames always great. Those two are always good in those Mission Impossible movies, though. They're fantastic. Yeah, they seriously are. Um, I'm going to throw this in the chat. I think um, I think you guys would, would dig it. Uh, Cinefix, who's one of my favorite, they do some of the best. Um, uh, they'll either do listicles or, or video essays on varying things. And for this one, they did... They did it on the Mission Impossible stunts, um, and they mainly focused on the drop. And oh, what the fuck? Did I not copy it? <laughs> copy. Here you go, Jash. Um, and then Andy, if you you know on your tablet later, I definitely recommend watching this. But they talk about you know in Mission Impossible One, their big stunt was the drop. You know. We all know that, and it's been parodied to death, you know, and homage to death. You know, it's the Akira slide. Everyone's done a fucking that drop, even to the point that Mission and po- all the Mission Impossibles subsequently all have a drop that either pays homage back to it or is in of itself the same stunt. But mm. remixed and done to its own language. Yeah. So it's really I think they did up to three, and then after that, they just did did a different way to do the drop. Yeah. What they do in, in? I know Jeremy Renner did one. Yeah, Jeremy Renner had his drop. Yeah. His was the magnetic thing. Yeah. Um, yep. But but I think even in that movie, um, Tom Cruise calls back to it the way he jumps off this wall. Oh no! Wait. Yeah, no. That, uh, that's he jumps what, out a lot of things. Yeah, he, he, he runs jumps off. Jumps yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he yeah. jumps off a lot of shit. He's, he's either running or he's jumping. Yeah. Most of the time at this point, he's not really jumping. He's just falling. Yeah. Oh, but for anyone who wants to see this this video, it's Cinefix, Mission Possible, Movies Are Only As Good. Oh, no, 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 no. The Art of the Drop Stunt. The Art of the Drop Stunt. That's what it is. Nice. Cool. Yeah. But I look forward to seeing what the conclusion potentially. But yeah, I don't know. He might just keep making this franchise over and over again. He will. I don't know what else he has after. Maybe another Top Gun. I mean, you know, Tom Cruise's star is, you know, they tried with The Mummy. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I feel like the whole franchise, though, got ahead of itself. And then. Have any of us watched The Mummy? Yes. You did? Yeah. I've seen parts, and I was like, I'm not. It was, yell. it was fucking terrible. It was so bad. Who thought that was a good idea? They're like, you know what? Okay, we got these horror icons, absolute horror legends. Let's turn them into action legends. Yeah, what? and we'll make a shared universe. To, to be fair... The like the Mummy and the Mummy Returns were fantastic movies. Oh yeah, and they were action movies thrown through. Yep. So it's like 
there is a history of it being done well. The problem is they just tried to shoehorn like too much bullshit into that movie. Yeah, I think there's like, too many big celebrities. I feel like they just did. have one or two. Right, just one. Like get your Robert Downey Jr. and then you just build the cast around him. Yeah, like yeah. even if you if you had started just started with Tom Cruise and like made it a thing, like that would have been fine. But it's like there's so much. You guys are never gonna watch it, right? No, no, no. So spoiler warning here. <clears throat> He's the mummy. Obviously, obviously Tom Cruise fights the mummy, but at the end of the movie, he becomes the mummy. Yeah, that was just a guess. That that ex- that is exactly that is exactly what fucking happens. So Tom Cruise becomes the mummy, and Russell Crowe obviously is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. And then that's a whole that's an entire sequence introduced this fucking one character who then gets pissed, destroys like a fucking city block, and then just leaves. And it's like there's no reason for any of that having happened at all. Yeah, it, it was their Hulk. But yeah, it was their Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, it was their Hulk. And then fucking um, the other thing is Jake Johnson, who I love Jake Johnson. He's so funny. He's Peter B. Parker in the uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, Nick yeah. From yeah. Nick from New Girl. Nick from New Girl. Yeah. yeah. More, more people. Yeah. So he fucking, he's in the beginning of the movie and then he dies and he just becomes this snarky ass ghost that haunts Tom Cruise for the entire duration of the movie. Wait, he becomes a ghost? Wait, did I, he, did I hear that right? Yeah. Yes. He becomes a ghost who haunts Tom Cruise for the duration of the movie. And then Tom Cruise uses his mummy powers to resurrect him and brings him back as some immortal fucking snark machine. That and they ride off. Movie. Yeah. And then they ride off into the sunset. Jake Johnson, wow. Tom Cruise. Yeah. For, cups. for no one. For, if you don't know what we're talking about, we covered this extensively over on our last podcast, um, Analog. But they so they set up a dark. They called it the dark universe. They created a movie logo for it. They they cast it like I think Angeline, Angelina Jolie was Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. I think Harvey uh, was Frankenstein or Frankenstein. Yeah, was, yeah, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a whole thing, man. Yeah, it actually had some cast. cool casting. It was, it was interesting. That was potential. Yeah, but then uh, the Mummy came out, <laughs> just killed, killed it. Yeah, uh, let's I, see. I think they were even. They were even going to try to shoehorn uh, Dracula Untold into there oh, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think Dracula Untold does have a end credit scene. It does. But oh no! Wait, no! 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 Sh- oh! Oh no! 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 That's right. The Mummy had an had an end credit scene with one of the characters from Dracula Untold, and he goes, "The game is afoot." Yeah, that. And that's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah. That's and then you're supposed to go like, "What the fuck? What fucking game? What are you talking about?" The game of monsters. Yeah. It's a the game of monsters. That was a fun diatribe, Josh. What was yeah. your inspiration this week? Uh, you know, <clears throat> I couldn't think of it for a bit, but then I realized. So I picked up a book last week. Um, this is probably going to be kind of niche for a lot of people, but it's called "Flip the Script: A Guide to Topography and." Um, Topography and Letters for the Beginner Vandalizer, or something along those lines. I can't remember what it's called. But basically, it is, um, <clears throat> it's a history of graffiti hand styles across mm-hmm. the U.S. in, like, major cities and stuff. And it, like, sources all of these different, like, taggers and stuff from all these major cities. And it, like, uses them and has interviews with them and like traces the history of where all of these major cities kind of get their styles from and where they deviate and where they intersect and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's super fascinating and just like really, really inspiring to see like a lot of these guys, like super crazy, like visual styles for their lettering and everything. And it's like, even the history of it all is like super interesting. Cause they dive in like, they kind of inadvertently dive into the history of graffiti a little bit. And it's like, they explain like one of the reasons that drips is so ingrained into graffiti is because they kind of made they were forced to make it a stylistic choice because early like early paint pens like back in the day like you know you couldn't just walk into a store and buy like a mop which is like a 
like a spongy, like big marker. Like you could buy them at a lot of art stores and stuff like that now. But back in the day, they would take an old like shoe polish marker and they would fill it with they would fill it with uh, with paint. But to get more paint, they would mix the paint with paint thinner to thin it out so that it would a leak through the sponge more and b give them more paint so they'd get more more bang for their buck essentially but because the thinner would thin out the paint it would cause it to drip on the wall oh, and it just okay. ended up yeah it just ended up becoming like a stylistic kind of thing like they kind of worked mm. it into their style and it was just really really interesting to like kind of like to read all that and see all these styles and everything, and it's a super, it's a super cool book. I definitely recommend it if you're if you're into like graffiti and like just honestly, even just topography in general. Like, definitely check it out. It's super cool. That's fucking dope. That's that's a really good inspiration. That's that's cool, especially for you as a graphic designer. Kind of like just yeah. opens up your your little arsenal. Yeah, and I love graffiti, so it was really interesting to like kind of see all these different styles and more at that in play and all that stuff so hell yeah yeah did, did i talk about the s people used to do back in the 90s and i haven't got to that point i don't know we'll see it might all the right. most classic tag um yeah i did it a lot in my papers same it was too badass i did it on like desks it was a little Ooh, a band, a rebel. A oh, a rebel. Yeah. Oh. I didn't do that. I just used my paper. <laughs> I didn't hurt other people's stuff. Um, all right. Let's get into some, some mental health here, people. Um, all right. We'll start with our homeworks. Uh, Andy, classical music and journaling. And then you're also supposed to come up with some hopes and dreams. No, I don't remember this. I completely forgot none about of, that. None of this. No. <laughs> I think I also forgot to have you uh, remind us what our homework was last week. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I mean, we did we did cover like something pretty heavy. So last yeah. week, so yeah. Kind of, and then we sense. went to world building. So yeah. I completely forgot yeah. what the homework was. And yeah, then I don't want to be teacher's pet. So I just kind of. Okay. I was like, well, we'll wait to happens next week. Okay. Well, have also, you, I've have been you, really busy. Yeah. Like, with the work right now and. uh I haven't really had much free time. Well, have you been doing anything then for your mental health? No. Why are you putting yourself on the sidelines? Because I like money. And I figured if I have I enough. I know that feeling. That I know that feeling. I can get things to distract me. Like I got Hogwarts. I guess that could also have been an inspiration. I've been getting, I've been trying to play that to get lost in okay. into playing that game as I mean, uh, some kind of mental health. I mean that's a good escapism. Yeah, it's like, good escapism. Like, You're looking towards that, but you know, remember we're on a journey to also get ourselves better. So don't don't put yourself on the sidelines. Um, you have you have. Uh, Psychologist, you're you're supposed to find that psychologist. That's it. that's the wrong one. Psychiatrist. Um, Let me put a note so I don't forget. Yeah, you know whatever you need to remind you, because you're gonna fall into some trappings where the money and work, you know, where you were towards the beginning of well-being. Um, where you were working full time and, you know, you weren't down about that. So just, you know, remember that you need to take the time for Andy, that your mental health shouldn't be put on pause because you're busy. I will say, too, like at least other side of the coin, like in Andy's defense and stuff, there is a especially for me like i i'm feel i'm in the same same kind of boat where it's like now there's this kind of peace of mind that comes along with that a little bit more like after that after feeling like you're kind of free falling like that for a bit there is like a peace of mind when that net does kind of come where it's like okay like you do kind of feel better you know like there is a a very heavy weight that's kind of lifted off your shoulders through all of that so 
Yeah. You know, but just because you have that safety net, you have that platform doesn't mean your mind's mended. Your mind, True. your mind is, is at, at a point where it's, that's the perfect time to, to crack things open. I got a safety net. I got money coming in. I have all this. As long as I keep this afloat, I keep my job, I keep all that going. Cool. But there's problems underneath that we aren't, that aren't being looked at, that were an issue before work happened or before you went back to full time or even, even when you were full time. Um, and those are temporarily relieved, but they're not gone. Yeah, and I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like meant to reprimand you and like you're bad and how dare you not look at yourself and, you know, it's just meant to get you to go and go, I do need to focus in on myself. I do need to take the time, even if it's 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes or an hour a, a day out of the week. Cool. But you have to make those steps. Um, cause we're here to get better. Uh, Josh, you were going back to yoga. You're trying to make that a regular thing. Did, did that end up happening? Yeah, we went back. Uh, we went to yoga just this past weekend. It was a little different this weekend. Um, it was our instructor's birthday mm-hmm. and she decided to kind of make a little thing of it. So, um, Normally it's just yoga, but this time, um, our buddy Nick, he, uh, he works for pair cup works, shout out to our local coffee shop. He, uh, he popped up there and he was serving coffee and like some, like, uh, not necessarily mocktails, but just like coffee based, like drinks and stuff. There was a DJ who played music while we were doing yoga, which was very distracting and not, not the best thing for mindfulness. Um, and then there was a, a little vintage pop-up, which was, that was awesome. That was great. I bought the pants I'm wearing, the shirt I'm wearing. I got a Gorillaz vinyl. It was oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was fun. Which uh, album? It was the Now Now. Oh, that's such a fucking good album. Yeah, it was good. Such a good album. That like That's one of my go-to albums, because like, I love the Gorillaz through and through. The Now Now isn't like my favorite album, but it's my most Go to album because you can just be in any mood and just be like, "All right, the now now, oh yeah. shit, Scott's everything." Yeah, it's like twenty bucks is worth it. Hell yeah, dude, it's super worth it. So, all right, so but, you going you going back to to yoga? Do you think um, do you think it's it's going to scratch that mindfulness itch? I hope so. Um, I don't think. I don't think we'll go back this weekend. Um, just we don't usually go two weekends in a row, but yeah. I don't know. We might, but we might not. Um, just because, so uh, Andy's coming back out here next weekend. So they'll I don't be know, in town. That's how hot it was. <laughs> Too late. It's You're committed now. Garage. You're fucking committed. I don't know if I can do hundred uh, degrees. And then, uh, and then the weekend after that, we are going to be in Portland. So, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That is so dope. we may not be doing yoga, but we are going to be taking a, a nice vacation for, uh, for Bree's birthday, which is much, much needed. So that'll be fun. Right. Out of the heat and into the beautiful greenery wilderness. and rain of, of Portland. Yeah. Into the wilderness. So it'll yeah. be fun. Wilderness and coffee. Yeah, yeah. and my life. They got and they got, they're, they're more legal and free there. So true. Who they knows? also have no they sales get. tax. Oh, Do they yeah. really not have sales tax? No sales tax. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let us know how that is. Yeah. That's that's really dope. You also can't fill your own gas in Oregon. But oh yeah, huh? Yeah, you can't but do that. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, is it really a thing? Yeah. yeah, you have to have someone. They they have an attendant. Do it. Have attendance. Oh my god. Yeah. It was like I'm that glad. ten years ago, last time I went. I went in the U-Haul and I got yelled at. 
to not put my, pump my own gas. And I was very okay. confused. I'm, like, no. I'm glad you told me that. Now I can at least potentially be uh, be ready for that. I haven't had an attendant pump my gas in since I was like eight years old. And there was Damn. some random gas station outside of my hometown in Michigan. And it was like cliche, like Hollywood, like fucking the only people who come to this gas station are just running away from something kind of shit. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, uh, I think, 10 years ago when I drove, yeah. I drove a friend up there and uh, we had a gas up. They're like, okay. go, no, go pay inside and get free coffee or hot chocolate. Like, oh, that sounds yeah. amazing. That sounds was, fucking I was amazing. Off. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I could pump gas. And I, oh, I thought maybe it was because I had a U-Haul and they're like not in this one or something, but they gave me mm. a whole thing where I can't pump okay. my own gas. All right, I'll have I'll have to look into that because we were probably in a we were probably gonna borrow um our buddy's car for a while to kind of drive around and stuff, and I'm sure at some point we'd probably need to fill it up. So that's good to know. That's good information. I did not know that. So fucking wild. Yeah, that's wild. Fucking wild. Fucking wild, wild west coast up there. Shit. <laughs> fucking wild, wild PNW man. <laughs> no, it says uh, looking up. Oregon public broadcasting. Looks like Oregon House votes to let Oregonians to pump their own gas. Oh, uh, damn it. Three months ago. Oh, three oh, months God ago. Damn it. March 20th. So That's yeah, probably not that might not be in effect yet. Yeah. yeah. A similar proposal died last year when they tried to do it. God damn it. People just like their gas being yeah. You um, know, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I guess it lost last year because the state fire marshal said it's too expensive to have people pump their own gas. What? That's uh, what the, t- the byline says. It's a lot of reading. I'm not going to read it all, but <laughs> that's why I failed last time. It's too expensive for people pumping their own gas. That's insane. I love it. Orland's okay. wild, man. Yeah. All right, so I got some questions for us. Wait, um, what about you? What about your homework? Oh, shit, right. I totally almost forgot about that. So I was supposed to take back mornings. Mm-hmm. Mornings I'm good with. It is now evenings or like late afternoon evening. This is where I'm suffering now. I'm well, like what's going take, on? taking like two hour naps. Mm, naps. My my energy, my energy, like about halfway through the day, is just gone, and all motivation gone. Like I just find myself like I could watch a thing, or maybe I shouldn't watch a thing. Maybe I should work on this thing, and then uh, it all just leads to me laying down. I'm I'm back at my house now. So update everyone. We are back in the house. We have boxes everywhere. Andy and I are actually recording in the garage again. Um, and it's it feels good. I feel the energy coming back. So I don't quite have the barometer. But when I was living at my mom's house, late afternoon evenings were just like bad. Yeah, I would just I would just hit my uh, and it's been, it didn't help that I was in a in a in a bad mood place. Like I was just, my depressive state was just lasting longer and longer and just beating me down. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful for where we're at now. Like it feels good to be back in my own bed. It feels good to be. The house is slowly coming together bit by bit. And then like tomorrow, I mean, they're going to just depends either either work on this thing. See, because my office, I have a desk and stuff and I can set up too. But I know we were going to remodel my office. So I don't know. I just don't know quite yet. There's there's still a, a few little question marks here and there. Well, once you figure out the question marks, you know, kind of see where um see where see where everything takes you and then maybe being back in like a more comfortable setting will kind of give you that energy back 
um, in the like afternoons and stuff. So just stick with the mornings and yeah, okay. we'll see where it goes. Cool. All right. So everyone's homework stays the same. Um, Jash, you may need to find a new mindfulness, at least something during that you can do once a week. Sure. We'll leave that. We'll leave that. Uh, we'll leave that till next next time. All right. So, how often during the past, let's say, two months, have you felt as though your moods or your life were under your control? How often during the past two months have you felt as though your moods or your life were under your control? I last, uh, last two ahead. months. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was. I was oh, gonna. I was gonna answer the question. Oh, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say um, the last month and a half. Is like when since, you felt it. Yeah, like since June first. Okay. So. Then we like know the, that's a direct cor- correlation to work, correct? Yeah, direct correlation with uh with tripwire. Yeah. So. And like steady work, like like I, I had mentioned earlier, that weight being lifted off my shoulders and stuff. Like as you as you very well know, like that that feeling of free falling when you're freelance and stuff is difficult. Yeah, and it's it's something you know it's a little rough to work past. So, and when you don't when you don't know what things look like day to day and stuff, like it's very stressful. So that was very negatively affecting my entire outlook on life and what was in and out of my control. And, you know, from day one, kind of having something steady and something exciting and new to work on has just helped me feel so much more in control of my life and so much, like, just in a generally much better place as far as, like, everything goes. So... See, for me, um, uh, I guess 50-50, one month on, one month off of having, feeling, feeling like I have control of it and everything. Because um, one month was, I, uh, all, all the stuff with work, I asked if there was a possibility of me swapping back to full-time, and then they granted it which was a big thing that I asked for. And I wasn't even sure if I should ask them or not, or if we're just kind of joke around, keep it inside or whatnot. But um, I just said, what the hell? Let me just ask, because if they say no, what did you keep me keep me laid off? So uh, is that what the hell? Let me just ask about, uh, about being swapped back. And they granted it, but then it came with a caveat of, as a three month type of term thing, so I feel like I have power to do and prove that I belong here longer than three months. And I help close one deal. I have to do a budget and go back and forth with the client for a second one. And then we have two potential things happening with another um, pitch for two new clients for the company. So there's... It's been a lot of work happening. Uh, it's just me and one other person on the team. So a lot of things has been um, asked of me to step up. So I feel like that I'm not, I don't have control of because it's not my decision to step up, but it's something I'm excited for and something new I could try and learn, uh, like feet with the fire. So I'm hoping to have more control and then have the cards more in my favor once the three months come up and I'm sure they'll probably try to talk to me or figure something out if I could close at least another deal and hope that the other two can come into fruition, either if not end of quarter four, beginning of quarter one for next year to help um, keep me keep me there. Yeah. So 
Yeah, fellas, fifty-fifty on times I can control it for a first month, but then another month I'm just like, uh, it's someone else's end. <laughs> no matter what I do, so mm. <clears throat> it's just where are we at and financially. Yeah, and how about your moods? Mm. It's been pretty crazy, just afterwards. Uh, chaos. Um, I haven't been the best on controlling them lately. I'm like all over the place. It's very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde to bring it back to to that where I'm like, sometimes I'm like, all right, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then just with all the stuff with work, I was like, ah, shit. So I've been trying to find these video games as a way to help relieve pressure and stress to kind of get some... uh me, me time in there yeah so and this thing helps me out too this podcast so it keeps me out of work and even though I talk about it but it's still not I'm not as focused on it it's just something it just comes up and talks about it and then that's it yeah so, you should try Final Fantasy 16 it's a it's a really good game and it has like literally fucking nothing to do with the other Final Fantasies. It's just it's just its own thing, man. Everything's I'm different Hogwarts about right it. Now, it was on sale. Yeah, he got Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. It was forty dollars. Terrible. Terrible. It's fun so far. I'm laviosing the shit out of things and Lumos I would, and I would spend no more than ten dollars on that game. It was fun. I, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I kind of want to get it eventually. Or I'll just borrow your copy when you're done. Yeah. Yeah, I got a physical copy. Fuck yeah. Um, Does not being as in control of your emotions bother you? Uh, I don't know. I only have time to think about it. So I think it's just an everyday thing. So I don't really stop and think about things like that i just do do move on to the next day and just live for the next one to get things done and do you think it affects your relationships oh i'm sure it does yeah at times i've noticed it. other times i just i am oblivious because i'm just so determined or short-sighted on other stuff where I don't think about it because like, well, I have to do work because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to work. And it's a fun thing I like to do when I'm working because it's a fun, it's in production. So even though it's not being on set, it's still production stuff. So it's been an outside of work. I haven't had much time. I've been too busy helping with other family stuff that's been coming up. I'm hoping that has an end game in sight. So I'm just trying to help things out and figure out uh, outside of work stuff that I could just work work on me, do stuff with Maggie, and then just kind of worry about us and do our thing and not worry about other people's stuff or other issues we have. Yeah. Okay. Well, Reflect more on on your. I would just say, just reflect more on your moods and just be aware of them. Um, as you go forward and stuff like that, like especially you know, <clears throat> your life. You said you're feeling in control of, but it's your moods that you're just like. Your answer was like it's chaos. Yeah, and that was your that was your first. Yeah, it's been consistent. Yeah, yeah, my moods have not been consistent. So so. You know, that just tells me just, you know, focus on Andy a little bit. Try and try and make, make more time for Andy, as we discussed in the homework. Yeah, um, we'll do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, what about you? So for the past two months, I've just been uh, a little out of control, a little, especially with moods and in life. Um, luckily... I'm a very go with the flow type of person. Like that's just I'm adaptable and I've just learned to be adaptable and just really go with the flow. Um but I know I I don't think I've let it affect anyone around me. 
I really try not to bother anyone with it. You know, I have this podcast as an outlet. I have my journalings. Uh, I really wish I could see a therapist again, but with my job, um, that doesn't allow for it. So, unless I can find someone for Saturdays, which I just might go mm-hmm. back to Kaiser, which, you know, maybe I'll make that my homework is just, just check through Kaiser and find someone who can do Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I, I, I don't think me living in it alone is the right thing to do. Like, I know that's not the right thing to do. And it's yeah. not like, it's not like I'm not sharing it cause I am sharing it and everyone's hearing it this week and you know, the, the weeks that they tune in and stuff like that. And everyone's going through their own ish. Um, you know, and I think that's you know, exactly it. I just need someone to help me with my ish. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah. So that was our question for the week. Now let's take these emotions, these feelings. That seems like a harder question than last week. And last week was trauma. You thought that was a harder <laughs> question? <laughs> That that's that speaks volumes. Then that I mean, it was easier for me to speak about my trauma than it was for that. <laughs> that that speaks. That you know that that kind of talks to just yourself. So that's that's telling you that's telling you that if that question was hard for you, either you have a block on that, or or there's something going on there in your life. Probably, or I just like a good story with my trauma. Or you like a good story? That's true. <laughs> just like silly, I still tell a good story. Just like to tell a very good and sad ass story. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell a story about me owning and uh, emotions and all that. Well, you got to get used to it, my di- my my dude. Um, we are in new times where we are trying to call open our minds and and and. Uh, become better beans trying to be yeah. well be better well. beans better bake bean. beans bacon baked beans mm-hmm. it's black bad beans. for the window no, it's, it's a p it's the sound what with microphones the the p is like because it, it it punches oh yeah the p yeah yeah PP. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing, Theo? Oh, herb derp. All right, let's take these emotions, these feelings, <laughs> and moods, and uh, let's let's put them into some world building. Um, as we've been doing since the beginning of the podcast, is we have been creating a world, and that means. We're shaping it in all kinds of ways. We're 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 populating, and and hopefully the end game is that we actually campaign in this world. We create content in this world. That we that we flesh out this world. That hey, we too are creatives, and we're 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 you know busting through and giving us a place, a space to just have fun, be wild, and be creative in. Um, I, I know it's been inspiring a lot of drawings that I've done. Um, and yeah, I drew like an airship. I haven't drawn backgrounds, but I drew an airship last week. Nice. Uh, this solar punk thing's been like spreading. I, I've been downloading like solar punk images like crazy. I might just throw them in the discord while we're, while we're talking. Um, nice. So yeah, Andy, want to hit us with that recap? All right. So in my notes, we have, all right, so in my notes, we have uh, drugs, recreational, medical, magic, uh, no cancer or sickness. Yeah, we got rid of cancer. That's pretty cool. Uh, our planet's utopia, but the world around us is not. Uh, other aliens can be dicks. Uh, yeah. Josh has a tumbler of what cities are. I <laughs> uh, just have energy. <laughs> Magic, not a power source. 
plants are a power source. Uh, ships use plants for power and recycle it. Okay, and then cool. next week, uh, Theo talks about Oculus. Oh, the ocular, the ocular, yeah, the yeah. ocular thing. Cool, that's dope. Fuck yeah, thank you for that. Uh, let me throw these images. No, 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 no. Don't, I gotta go to general chat. It's gonna be like, well, bam, throw these here, throw that, throw that, throw that, throw that, throw that, and throw that. Uh, send. There's a whole fucking stack of images. I don't know. We'll eventually make these available somewhere. Some of them I dig. Some of them aren't quite. Some of them are a little too froofy. Um, uh, but yeah, let's get into some world building. Um, let me let me start a timer. My phone is uncooperating right now it is attacking me and is not doing well okay 10 minutes starting now okay so these this this ocular idea i'm sure it's kind of like what the google glass envision and shit like that but i want to make it doper i want to make it more the users are generating the content so it's like a live social network except you can share as much information as you want in your little blurb so you can put your name if you don't want to put your actual name you can put a screen name if you want uh, an image of like what you look like you can do an image or you don't have to do an image you can you know have it display say if you're listening to music you can have it be like um uh and you can turn this off and on this is just the hud that you can just turn off and on if you want in in the network you totally can be in the network if you want to be off grid fucking be off grid you don't have to be on this shit but um so say if you want to display music but you don't want to display what you're listening to but you don't want people to fucking bug you you can just have the sound waves or you can do emotes and shit like that and have around you um you know so when you're out in the public if you don't want to be talked to at all just have a fucking x floating around your head <laughs> Whatever you want, like the way I envision it is it's just there are people who are more socially inclined. There are people who are more introverted. And there's also people who are like somewhere in the middle where they're like totally, absolutely shy, but they want to they want some interaction. So this gives you a live sort of feed or a live sort of impromptu engagement or whatever. Um and then also one thing I was thinking too is like ads and shit can just live like some ads can just live in the hut or whatever. So that way it it nullifies uh, actual spatial. Um, so there's like designated places for ads. So like say if you're walking down a city block and you look at the side of a building, uh, there might be an ad there or whatever. But hey, you can just take your your glasses off or your ocular implant and you can turn those off and you don't have to see those stupid ads. And you can just look at the beautiful world around you. That's my little pitch. It was a little bit longer than I thought, but you hate it. I see that. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. And the the, ads business. I I ads was more like because we live in a capitalist player one we're like in a capitalist society so i say remove that because we're in a utopia exactly but i i think i think one of the keys to have a utopia is to not be in a capitalist society well i'm saying that i say we remove we remove all the sort of this is my because i'm totally into the idea of man and machine uniting like I think that that is a, in our world right now. That's like inevitable. Like I kind of think we're gonna be biohacking and stuff like that. So this is my sort of soft footing into it, where we get to envision this social. Let's just call it a social platform. Like it mm. is what it is. It's a social platform. But we get to envision a social platform without a capitalist fucking intention behind it. So we're, we can remove what I said about ads. No ads. This is ad free. This is this is purely user yeah, generated. No paywalls here. Yeah. No paywalls here. You 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 know like the only the only you just pay for the ticket in and that's it. And that's you know your. I, mean, I think it's a fine as an optional option. There is okay. 
not a requirement. Yeah, exactly. It's not a requirement. Yeah, yeah, but social media now is still technically optional, not a requirement. But that doesn't have that hasn't stopped it from like destroying the world. So obviously the capitalist part of it needs to go. If yeah. I'm honest, if I'm honest, the entire pitch is uh, it's too black mirror for me. Well, did you guys, okay, okay, we're in utopia. Mm-hmm. So, so you get to immediately go fuck Black Mirror. You know, like we get to look at technology in the way that we should always be looking at technology something that's beautiful and something that's a new tool. Mm-hmm. It's just that living in the world that we live in, it always gets mucked up. And let's not look at the muckety muck shit. Let's look at mm-hmm. something. So you, as a days, as a graphic designer, get to go. What does this look like? What does this HUD? What does this dis- design space look like? What does this, as an environment, as something that is a part of us, yet also undistractingly a part of us like we don't want like some people say could have an emoji on their face if they want to do that if they want to walk around in this social network with always whatever like a mask or whatever on they can do that um and they can display as much or as little information as they want i'm just seeing it as a fun social platform that sort of breaks down as that's what i'm getting that's kind of what I'm getting hung up. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. As an introvert and as a shy, shy person, I like my music to be out there because I like to share my music. And if someone goes, hey, that's a fucking great band you're listening to, boom, immediately com- immediate conversation starter. You know, mm-hmm. T-shirts, yeah, do that, whatever. But now this is this is a, an interactable sort of uh, Apple vision you know, whatever AR technology used for what AR, what it should be, a tool and an application to better our lives, not to worsen our lives or to, it's to, to connect us. That's the way I'm envisioning it. I'm going to let you have this one. For now. However, and I know you know this, if you can if you can point me in the direction of a single instance in any form of pop in any form of pop culture, any any book, any movie, any TV show, anything where a social platform has in any way, shape, or form actually done good for society, I will I will concede it completely. Ready Player One social network. Ready Player One is literally a dystopia. No, no, and no. The but, world, no. The, okay. the world doesn't. The world doesn't get better until they like give people breaks and force them out of it. It's, it's, it's an escapist wow. from a shitty world, but it's like it's also part of the problem. But the utopia that is originally created, like the original, I'm the, the dude that that fucking made the Ready Player One. And if you read the books or whatever, they explored that world, the, the inside the VR world, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's you know he has schools and stuff like that. Like there's school planets that everyone has access to. So yeah, but again, that's inside the world. We're not building. We're not building a VR world. We're building. Oh a real yeah, world. no. Dude, so, I know, I know, but 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 you know the world's supposed to get better once he gets the company and he finds the Easter eggs and he wins and you know beats the day and he beats the bad. But this spoilers, um, <laughs> you know, we never. But that's the problem. We never get to see a utopic version of any of this ish. So why not create a utopic version of this ish? If no one has done it, and if you're not finding examples of it, the more reason why to attack it or, I mean, you know, to, for us to be like, well, bam, let's fucking do it. Because how many, how many developers out there 
you know, the original creator of like, you know, my or, you know, what MySpace and 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 Zanga and LiveJournal and all those. The original intention was not to, to first make money. Mm-hmm. It was to connect people. It was to give people a way to go, hey, here's my identity. Let's connect. But then, of course, you know, capitalism takes over and and then shittiness happens and people find ways to to sort of do I'm thinking when someone creates a platform or when someone creates a something, they don't think the assholes or the dicks are going to take over. It's Mm -hmm. just it just so happens assholes and dicks always take over. So let's fucking get rid of the assholes and dick aspects of stuff and come at it from a utopic sort of vision. All right. Here's here's my compromise. You can have your ocular little social platform. There is no network access to it whatsoever. It is not a network social platform. It is an in-person social platform meant to connect people socially in person. There are no metrics whatsoever. There's no likes. There's no comments. There's no views. There's no kind of interaction that is tallied or tracked in any way, shape, or form for people to get addicted to because that's what they get addicted to. That's what they focus on. That's the the reason social platforms are bad is because it becomes a pissing contest every single time. Yeah, I dig it. No, and and I I wouldn't want like a metrics either. It's more like – it's more like – you can have a friend's, you know, it, I mean, it works like a cell phone. You know, mm-hmm. you have your contacts list. Hey, hey, cool. I met this. I met Jane in real life and Jane's really fucking cool because she was listening to this band and we just mm-hmm. started talking. So I added Jane's number to my thing and now I can view whatever about Jane, whatever she's sharing as much as you would a con- in a contact or text or whatever the hell. Okay. Fair. It's a tool. It's a tool, tool, purely a tool, no metrics. And that was our time. Right. Was that time? That was time. It was time. Um, it was time right when you pretty much ended your 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 uh, compromise. Okay. But I wanted to okay. like be like, yeah, I dig I dig what you're saying. I I see where you're coming from. Right. Yeah, no, no so that that's that's the compromise. There, we need to take away everything that makes it a social platform in the way that we think of social platforms today because they are built to be addictive and capitalist in every way. Yeah. So we're not, we're not creating an addiction here. What we're doing is we're just giving people another tool. Um, All right. So I want to thank effective for doing our music. Um, He's fucking dope. Uh, Oh, he sent a little message to us as well saying like, Oh, we should uh, try some music healing in our in our world kind of a la lucio in overwatch um like actual like beats that would actually not just sound baths and stuff like that but actual healing music would be pretty cool pretty cool create bards <laughs> that's essentially <laughs> what we're doing would be creating bards um we're creating the bard class nice. um if you want to reach out to us and and talk to us you can we're at well Oh my gosh, it's such a long email. Wellbeing.podcast at outlook.com. You can email us there. Um, I always throw that in the in the chat. Um, Josh, where can people find you? You can find me on all over the social media as, as bad as we talked about them just now. I'm on fucking all of them. It's uh, Fearhead, P-H-E-A-R-H-E-A-D, Feed My Social Addiction. Yeah, Andy. Uh, yeah, you can find me all over the place at R Andrew Sandoval. Um, I'm on Threads, but since I wasn't, uh, I didn't get a million followers before Mr. Beast. Uh, I don't really go on there that much. Wow, bro! Wow. So I have it. Just you might get a late response. I feel you. Um, and then you can find me on most socials at Theo Ripper on Instagram, especially at Theo underscore Ripper. And you can also find me oh, on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Theo Ripper. That's Sundays, 1130 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I just go on there. I stream and I just have a really good ass time. 
So, uh, and those who usually join me have a great ass time too. And we did a fucking raccoon monkey. I gotta post it. I'll post it on Instagram. You can see the picture of it. All right. Peace out, Folios. Thanks for listening. And be well. Don't let them tell you you need to change. Just because you're feeling a little strange.